Let's welcome in everybody for the Real Kipper and Bourne show for the next two hours. We're glad you're aboard wherever you're watching and listening. Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet Plus, wherever you get your podcast. And also, if you can't catch us live, there's an opportunity on YouTube to find us. Last year and a half, I think uh, YouTube's been a, a special place for a lot of people to go. And uh, we're glad that, uh, once again, you have that option. And if you can, give us a rating and review any chance you can get. Um, special day, south of the border, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So we got to acknowledge our friends south of the border, wishing them a meaningful Martin Luther Jr. Day, which meant also five games in the National Hockey League this afternoon and five tonight, including our Monday night Rogers hockey with David Amber, Mm -hmm. which goes abs and the Canadians as well. And... Sammy, thanks for joining us today. I thought for sure it was just going to be JB and I because what? you were supposed to go to Buffalo and shovel. Yeah. You couldn't pay me enough, bud. Did you guys see uh, yeah. the video that's out there right yeah. now? So when, when's kickoff? In about 35, half hour. Half yeah. hour. Yeah. There are people that are trucking through four, five feet of snow above their seats. You know? You bought a seat. If there's something in it, you just got to move what's in your seat. No, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm taking the L I, on that I, one. I paid top dollar. I should be able to see my seat. No, no, no. Yeah, you got a place in the building. Uh, you know, do your own shoveling. How <laughs> no, can, Kip, I'm with you. I'm how with how you. can they? How can they not give some sort of refund back? How do they not have a company? They're guys. It's they're, a how many? It's a seventy seat. The 70,000-seat stadium. It snowed 10 feet yesterday. Yeah. You, can't, you can't get enough people in there to get it all out in time. Mr. Plow doesn't exist with a bunch of main snowblowers. Like, no, sure, there's no got to be some solution no, here. No, there's no solution. It's Mother Nature. They had to literally move the game. Okay, there is something out there where, like, men shoveling equals heart attacks sometimes. Well, you like, know are what? We- <laughs> I, 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 I hope I hope everybody's okay. I, all jokes aside, that's what happened to my grandfather. It's a very shoveling. Real thing. It's yes. a real thing. Yes, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, it was a what long happened? Time ago. He just went he up there. Stroke, there was a shoveling. The whole thing oh stroke. Not hard. Well, yeah. um, sorry so, that. Sorry to hear. Yeah, sorry to hear. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, that was not where I was intending but to take. It's this. okay. The point it is, it made it real. Lived. Anyway, but they're paying these poor saps twenty dollars an hour. I mean, you're the Buffalo Bills. I actually think they're paying them just 20 bucks. No, I thought it was 20 an hour. Is that what it is? Okay. But like, so you, you're out there grinding for three hours. You're not you there make, for the money, Sam. You make $60, and that doesn't cover your medical bills for your slip disc <laughs> and your torn labrum. <laughs> or the flamethrower you had to buy to oh remove it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tough. Poor Bill. I, I mean, All I right. wouldn't, wouldn't do it in a million years. <laughs> okay. You give me field access. I'm going to be right here with you guys. No chance. Playing quarterback. So this is our uh, leaf edition of uh, the Real Kipper and Bourne show. And we've got listeners and and watchers right now going, excuse me, the Leafs lost back-to-back games on the weekend. And you're starting your show with shoveling and heart attacks? <laughs> we could probably tie those things to the Leafs. <laughs> oh, the, the Leafs have been shoveling something. It's just not snow. 
<laughs> Giving this their fans is, some aneurysms. Three straight games where they've blown three leads yeah. at various times. This is now the halfway point. JB, you and I, along with Elliot and David Amber, uh, did the the show last night uh, on the game. You know, when I first broke in the league with the Washington Capitals, uh, you know, I'd be kind of like this healthy scratch in and out, in and out, and then I'd play a couple of games. And uh, Bobby Rouse, remember Bobby Rouse? Yes. He'd always go, hey, Kipper, what's our record with you in the lineup? Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, there's only one answer to that, and it's, I don't know, but it's just getting better every game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. we do the regional broadcast for the Leafs, and if someone's to ask me the question what our record is this year, yeah. I'd almost have to answer, I don't know, but it seems like it's getting worse every game. Uh, what is it, us? We I think we got one dub on the, on the board. One. Yeah, yeah we, the 8.30 one. Yeah, the morning game against yeah. Detroit. And do we need breakfast games to and make us like, look good? And it's not like they've been handed a murderer's row. We've seen them lose to Columbus, Columbus, Detroit, <laughs> I guess Boston. But yeah. Yeah. Anywho, um, yeah, it was a interesting game, an interesting weekend for the uh, the Maplers. They're at a bit of a, well, they're at the halfway point of the season right now. Is that right? 41 exactly? It is. And they are on a 100-point pace exactly. And they, you know, every year there's ups and downs, ebbs and flows. I would say you're on a down and a flow right now. So we got some things <laughs> to talk about. I this is where, like, I'm such an amateur host. I haven't got a clue where to start this conversation. The only reason you're saying that is because we don't want to get too hard into it too fast. Well, let's talk about the hockey game. Let's where, start there. Let's where, start with yeah, the week. Okay, so I, I, you tell me. Okay. Do we, we, here, here's our choices, okay? okay. All right. We, we, adventure. Can, we can start. <laughs> uh, uh, you can start. I can start. Yeah. Sheldon can start on yeah. his overview of the games. Yeah. Or we can go to the heart and soul of what Leaf Nation is feeling by going, letting Sammy go first. Not, not, <laughs> not that me. one. That's not, not me. Last not okay. Not me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, do you want to talk about Colorado or do you want to just Colorado. talk about Detroit? Okay, so let's go overview of the Colorado game. They're up 3 nothing. They lose 5-3. Uh, clip one, please. Well, listen, to me, there's a couple things. If you're going to win this game and compete against that team, especially when they're shorthanded like they are with the injuries and such that they have, um you got to be even or better on special teams. And, and you've got to be even or better against their best players. You, if you let their power play, uh, give them an advantage. And if their best players outplay ours, you're in tough. You're not going to beat that team. That's just, so we didn't win the special teams. And uh, you saw what their best people did tonight. It's tough to win. As much as the Domi line got us going in, in the first period, like the, as much as we got from those guys, um, you, you, you need the whole the whole game. And that's like I said, that that uh, the top group they have, like that's that's they're big time. They're big time. So to me, that was a lot of like passive aggressive of saying their best guys were great and our best guys weren't. He never said our, our best guys weren't, but he praised on the Colorado Stars. And we saw how the minutes played out. Uh, they barely used the second line. Tavares eventually benched, essentially, in the third period. The team captain, we haven't really seen that before. Um, 
Yeah, and you had some commentary on that pregame before Detroit. So what did you think of that Colorado game and how it was handled? Uh, I think it was uh, consistent with their inconsistencies mm-hmm. where they they can look very solid, they can look very good to, to lead to a, a 3 nothing lead. And for some reason that I cannot, I mean, there's a number of reasons, let's be honest, but the term, like, locking it down doesn't seem to exist right now. They just, they don't know how to close it out. They don't know how to lock it down. They don't know how to, to, to play the percentages of, of defensive hockey. Yeah. There's like this game state lack of awareness. And uh, I had mentioned on our broadcast last night, the fourth goal, the Colorado scores, you know, there's three and a half minutes left. It's 3-3. Jake McCabe goes down the gut in the O-zone to, like, chip in and look for a chance. <clears throat> you know, don't love that to begin with, but Willie Nylander folds in behind him, covers for him, good job. But then Willie dives in, pinches on a play trying to get a puck that he can't get, falls down, and Col- Columbus goes the other Sorry, Colorado goes the other way. And then they score on that rush. Willie changes on the way back, and Bobby McMahon gets the minus. Three and a half minutes left. How do you have McCabe and Nylander yeah, make decisions that I aren't don't know. for the good of the team? I, I, I hated that goal. Hated. And, and you want the save, too. Of course you want the save. I mean, it's a world-class player, shoots at low glove. Like, it looks bad on Jones, and you probably should have had it. But the the events that led to that upset me. Shouldn't be a rush. <laughs> upset You me. know? Well, just that line, and we can talk about those guys getting put up as the top line, and yeah. Keith gets to that. But it just, when those three guys have the possession low in the zone, McCabe, you play defense. Stay high. Yeah. It's like Not they the have possession. It. It's like there's no need for it. The change Willie made really bothered me, too, because you should have been the first guy back. Like, how, oh, no, I blew my coverage. How does Mitch Marner, who's behind the net, when, when Willie, you're the third guy, ends up being the first forward back and being in position, at least he was in a position to potentially block a shot. Yeah. You're off the ice and at that point. Kip, they're not down 4-3 at that time. You know, so, they're not trying to create something offensively. I, I, it's a Western Division team or d- conference team. D- does anything Is anything said to Willie on that play at all? Or does he have now the... The eleven point five million dollar contract, where you don't get to hold him accountable for something like that. No, now you have all right to hold him accountable. You've given him the money. The expectations are high, I think. But I will say, and just for the interest of, we have to dis- discuss it since he signed the contract. You got a bunch of heat for tweeting yeah. about it. But Willie hasn't had a good shift in three games. He got the, and I'm not saying he stopped trying when he got. It's probably correlation, not causation. But he hasn't been good for three yeah. games in no, a row it's since been the noticeable. contract. Well, he, I mean, the first game he plays after the contract is the Sharks. Yeah. Which, it's the Sharks, and everybody lights him up. He gets three points in that game, three assists. So give him credit for those. Sure. After that, it, it, it's been noticeable. And I'm, I'm, like, I don't want to bury him immediately, but that's what comes with signing an extension like that is the expectations. And it has been noticeable to me through three games where you need him. You're playing, he's one of the guys. He's one of the stars. Mm-hmm. And you're, the other team's stars in a couple of the games were better. Anyways, Kipper. No, 
We, we have a clip yeah. on that, too, if we want. Um, on, on why he took Willie off. Yeah, uh, let's hear it. Yeah, it's clip two, please. I mean, you guys are watching the game. Like, when McKinnon's line gets out there with McCarr and Taves, I mean, the caliber of play, like, that's not, like, that's not the NHL. Like, that's a that's another league, right? So uh, I didn't think we were handling that uh, very well. So I, I just thought putting our best people together and going best on best, give us a chance to keep the puck away from those guys a little bit more. Could help us at the same time kind of try to get more out of Willie because uh, Willie on his line was was not good. Um, that line was not good for us at all tonight. Uh, I don't know if they, they didn't have one good shift um, that I can remember. Uh, so I had to get Willie away from that. So all those things just kind of fit. That looked exactly like playoffs to me where – you're playing a really good team and things aren't going your way. And Keith goes, looks at the buttons to hit and goes, load up. You know, like immediately, let's get get our best guys together and see if that works. That's like, it either works or you load up the top line and there's no plan C. Let me ask you guys this. Has that ever worked? Has Marner, Matthews, and Nylander going to together? Like, I'd love to know what their production is together. It feels like it doesn't. It does statistically, last I checked, it like grades out. They create a lot still. But I don't ever remember a game where it's like it, they pulled them through yes, or something. But the Columbus game in the bubble where they took them to OT in the third, maybe. Happen. Oh, the bubble didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. Doesn't it seem like a million years ago that this team was in training camp and the thought was Willie was going to try a, a third line center ice position and that they were going to kind of spread this thing around and add depth and now you're loading them up yeah Not this season. and you this haven't <laughs> you haven't hit the halfway mark what here. kills me is when they put willie at center they said this isn't a short term experiment we're going to give this some run i if we can find the clip i believe i'm not asking for it, it is but we, yes. he actually says we're going to give this some run they gave this, it like nine seconds and, and it's so polar opposite to where you are today that 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 statement that belief that philosophy that we're going to try something different and now you're just resorting to uh, i don't know like it looks desperate to me when you put those three guys on the line i agree and so you commented on the show last night that Tavares doesn't play nice gets bumped to the fourth line barely used and then you know I think they put Tavares out there down a goal with 30 seconds left his first shift in over 20 minutes of real time. And yeah. That, yeah. And I just, and this isn't on, this isn't Tavares. This is Tavares. Okay. Say what you will. Like you, know, you can have any conversation you want with Tavares. Either he's, he had an off night or he's, it's starting to kind of digress a little bit for him. Got uh, last 10 games, so since Christmas, he's got four points yeah. minus five. And listen, the guy tries his he, – he's he's out there working his ass off. Whatever he's yep. got to give you, he's given it. I can assure everybody. But on this particular night, he didn't have it. And why do you let him sit for 21 straight minutes and then go back to him in the last minute – when the legs have completely seized up. Yeah. It's, uh, we've talked about this theme from Sheldon a lot, right? He wants every game. He wants to the two points, and he thinks that Tavares will give him a better chance than whoever else is playing more. He'll go back to guys, and 
you know, that hasn't always worked out, and it certainly didn't against Colorado. Um, so, yeah, so they blow that one. They go into Detroit. Anything else on that? Well, I just, the the visual to me of elevating Nylander is horrible. Yeah, it was like a, like, a punishment well, spot, but they were like. We're, like, I mean, you guys watched the game closely like I did. Domi was by far their best forward in that to that point in that game. They had three points. in the Well, how, you have two points in the first period. Anyways, scores a goal. He's been great. And it's just, if you're watching, Holmberg, our boy, was buzzing the whole period, really playing well. Try, like, he did it last night. He put them in a different spot. Try something else. Like, mm-hmm. watch. The, don't just have your first instinct to be, like you said, the button, the loaded up button. Like, Domi was excellent through the first half of that game. Elevate him. Try something else. So, yeah. So they did going into Sunday's game. Um, Holmberg joins Matthews and Nylander. Is that right? That's who it was. Yeah. And then, yeah, Domi and Marner um, got a chance to play together with Bertuzzi on the left side. And I will say, everyone, you know, I know there's some talk about Sheldon today, and we're going to have some about him too. But like, I thought, actually, Sam, you might have made this point on Leafs talk that a lot of what he did, or maybe Bunk did, was exactly what everyone is saying he should do. Yeah. Let's see these guys in some different spots. Mix the lines up. Let's see, you know, the Domi and Marner together. Let's see some, you know, the stars on three lines. He gave something new a chance. So, I don't know. We have a clip well, on that if we want to hear him on the, on the new the, lines. The concerning thing for me, after he does that, where you lose a bad, a bad loss, where you don't show up for half of the game, you change the lineups, it's the second end of a half to back-to-back. The Red Wings got to the rink at 7.45 p.m. You kind of figure that's like a, a wake-up call and the team may come shot out of a cannon, right? And they did. They did the exact opposite. Yeah. And that would be concerning to me. Just one more before we kind of move on to uh, last night. Yeah. Uh, and once again, uh, just the this, this feel that they just it just doesn't come naturally to this club to have reactions when one of their stars gets run mm-hmm. and we saw it Saturday night Josh Manson cross check no cross check I'll have that conversation with you on whether there should have been a penalty or not all day long but regardless the mere fact that he Josh can get a free shot on your best score your your most dangerous guy out there your star your face whatever you want to say and just not have any type of reaction off of it other than this this little scrum where everybody's looking not at each other just anywhere but Mm -hmm. and then they happily move on it's like why I, i i know it's not in their personality but they've been better. Catalog, and they have yeah, shown sure. signs Way of better. it. But it's not a sometimes thing. It's an all-the-time thing. Kip, your boy, M- M- Mitchie, can't be exempt from it. You know, like, I know he's not a tough no, guy. No, he but has six, to be exempt from it. He's six feet tall, and he's, he's the first the guy the first to guy in. Right, which, exactly. Which is supposed to start the, 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 the pack mentality. Right. And, listen... He is exempt. He is not the guy. But just the mere fact that he's there should have caused Gregor to come in and say something to him. Gregor, you're a fourth-line guy, okay? Yeah. You're not a first guy in on 
waiting and waiting. You are a fourth-line guy. You will always be a fourth-line guy, and you have fought before. I'm not saying that you have to fight Josh Manson, but I'm just saying you got to come in now and relieve Marner from that spot and say, you got to come through to me before you get to Marner. I got to protect Marner too there. That's, you know, to me, I'm fine with the idea that the Leafs need to stay on this for sticking up for one, one another thing. That is something they've struggled with for years or whatever, but it's like the 300th most important talking point from that game to me. Like, uh, they've been better at this. It hasn't been a reason to me that they're they're crummy. Yeah, I, I know we still want it, but I don't know. No. I didn't look at this weekend and go, not tough enough. That was not my takeaway from the weekend. No, I, I'll tell you what, though. That clip, when it comes to the playoffs, is going to get shown over and over again to your opponents, and they're going to say, this is how you play against it's Matthews. It's just not it, news. But you know what else is not news? That Matthews kind of gets shut down in the playoffs. That's new. That's not news either. And this is the way, this is the way you do it. Yeah. I mean, they are. That's all. There's no secrets about what they are. They are four superstars and they need to be playing well for them to have a chance to win. And so everyone piles on the superstars, you know, like free shots every time you can get one. <laughs> There's no secrets here. I, I didn't think, I mean, that was a shot, but I didn't think it was like a malicious play. It deserved a conversation. It deserved somebody to go over to him. But I think he had the puck in his stick, and he just did, like, a push with the stick. Caught him in the sweet spot, obviously. But, like, I didn't think that was, like, a the Marshawn situation or one of those. Like, I think on the grade of things that were bad. He got him keeled over. Yeah, you got to go and do something. I and agree. he's down, and he looks hopeless, and it looks like you're, you're your best player's... All right, listen, it's just a bad look. I'm yeah. sorry. It's a bad look. Yeah, agreed. I mean, agreed, it's... It's not so you think you made strides and you took two back. That's yeah. all. Yeah. No I'm just, argument I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that. Yes. Okay, it's not a sometimes I'd thing. I'd also you like can't... Matthews to get up and punch him in the face. So, He'll never do uh, that. He won't. But He'll so, never and do I've that. moved on from that. It's just not the way he is. I had this very conversation with my old man yesterday. Yeah. It's like, just... You gotta. He won't do it. Happen. No. So stop waiting, because it's not gonna happen. It's got to be another plan, another solution. So quit asking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nick Saban over here. <laughs> uh, just your first gut instinct, your first thought when you saw the lines going into Detroit. That is as much as the bingle bangle balls yeah. uh, that we've seen out of Sheldon, perhaps his whole Leaf tenure. Yeah. You know, my first thought was that good. I think that a little bit of newness and excitement might, uh, you know, what could be a sleepy game on a back-to-back. Detroit's not as great a team. I thought this might inspire a few guys. You'd get Holmberg going. Maybe Domi'd be excited to play with Marner. You know, maybe Robertson excited to be in the lineup. You know, like just get the guys a little juice for the game. And, uh, and, uh, I'll let you. No. Yeah. (laughs) I, I thought when I looked at those lines in in warm-up, I was like, oh, he's feeling it. Sheldon's feeling it. Because it is so far out of character to put Willie, like three separate lines for those guys. Never happens. And I was like, I'm like, oof, he's feeling it. But he should. And to me, it's good coaching to be like, okay, we got to try something else. If he just rolls out the same lineup, it's like, are you even coaching at all? What were your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, That... I, I I did like 
the changes, mm-hmm. uh, just I did not want to see Willie Matthews uh, yeah. loaded up like that. Like if someone's going to drive a line, I think you're best saying to Willie, do it. You go be the third line center, if you like. Yeah. Go be the, the guy in the third line, and you should be able and to drive possession. I, uh, how many shots did Willie have last night? Four or five? Well, he, he had he, eight he, attempts when you asked mid-game. He, I don't he, know what he, it ended he, up being. He shot pucks that I thought normally he wouldn't shoot. Yeah. So you thought he was starting to force it? or Yeah, starting yeah. to force it. And like you, you've, you've got one shooter on that line. Last night... I saw two guys trying to fight to get shots, and the lack of, there was a tremendous lack of chemistry between Nylander and Matthews last night. Mm-hmm. So two shooters last yeah. night is what I saw. Yeah, so you would just rather go with you would stick with Marner and Matthews uh, together. Do you want to hear the clip on why he did it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I think that is clip seven. Seven. What inspired is just you're coming off those two games and the nature of the back-to-back uh, here. I just I just felt it was a good time for some change. There's a couple things that I've been wanting to try for for some time now. In particular, getting Marner back with Domi. You know, since we since the one game we did that when when Austin was sick, that went really well for us. And and I've been wanting to go back to it, but it's just you know it was. That I just never felt the timing was quite right. So today, to me, that was it was good timing. And then just the nature of how our game went, and some of our guys yesterday, uh, I felt it was it was good time to to uh, to change some things um, in terms of how it went. I I thought Mitch Marner was excellent here tonight. I really liked how he and Domi worked together, and with Bird as well. Like that's it's a couple big time plays. So there you go. That's why he did it. Yeah, but gives you an answer to why he didn't. While. Gives you an answer to why he didn't stick with Matthews and Marner together. He wanted to try Domi and yeah. Marner because he liked it. It's funny because like I like the lines, but then you're left with that Tavares, Yarncroc, Robertson line that yeah. is like a here's what's left when you put the puzzle together mm-hmm. line, and yeah. that's not a viable no. line. Well, no. it just shows Mid. their lack of depth at forward, mm-hmm. right? Lack of options. Uh, the one thing that I did not like at all was just watching last night uh, in the last 10 minutes, particularly when the game's on the line and you've used Nyes, Matthew Nyes, all but two minutes, 220. I just, for the life of me, mm-hmm. I can't understand why Sheldon would go through his rotation and then decide to put Matthew Nyes and Gregor, your fourth line with the game on the line, with two minutes to go. Yeah, you know, I'm different in that they play two, like they have the two lines you know you're going to play no matter what, right? And then you can't just play two lines. No. Well, you you can play the guys that you believe that can get the job done. And I don't know, to me, getting the job done doesn't necessarily mean going for the game-winning goal. It's just... Covering yourself too, like you gotta, you gotta get to you know, Yarncroc and Tavares. No, and no, no. Robertson. That, that, that was that needed to be Domi and my best two hundred foot player, Marner. In the last six minutes, I had what 
a, a shift and a half. That was Marner. Marner needed to be on the ice with two minutes to go. Was he on the shift before that? Like, I don't think he's underplaying those guys in big minutes. Uh, it's. It, uh, I think it went, if I'm not mistaken, the shift before that was Tavares. <coughs> and then he went to his fourth line. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Marner's got to be on the ice in the last two well, minutes. To me, you make the you put them out there the fourth line out there enough throughout the period so that you're ready to have your best guys on the yeah. ice at the end of a game when it's tight listen matthew nice has regressed okay sure. he's in his first year he's still learning how to be a pro you don't have him on the ice in the last two minutes yeah. you don't yeah okay? you know you've dropped him from the first line yeah. to the fourth line and now the game's on the line and you got a college kid out there. I think you're calling it a fourth line, not you. But I think we and everyone is calling it a fourth line because no one has the heart to say that that Tavares line is the fourth line. Like, I like the uh, Nyes, Camp, and Gregor as a line fine. You know, uh, today uh, you go Did online. Did you see how open a uh, cop was at, at the end? Yeah. That was between Gregor and, and, and Matthew Nyes. They sucked. Bad play. Brutal. So, you know, everything I see today is, you know, what's Keith doing? And, he, you know, people are talking, fire Keith, is it seat hot, whatever. The, that game to me and the game before it themselves, there's nothing in those games where I go, that's why you fire Keith. If you want to fire Keith, to me, it's like you think that you need a new voice or a new motivation or, or a new, new system. A new, sure, something like that. To me, like, oh, he didn't deploy the right guy. He's very good at that. He has proven to be a successful coach in this league in the regular season. And also, if you don't play a guy like Nyes in these moments, you get to the playoffs and you go, you didn't play him there all year. You can't use him. No, you can't. So you have to give them the opportunities in close games. You're playing game 41 against Detroit. You can't use him then. This is a team that's supposed to win now. This isn't a process where you're building Nyes up to be. How is it not? Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's not. You're, you're, you're asking a kid to come out of college, first of all, and step on the first line. Mistake. Okay? And now you're, you're grooming Nyes to be the guy in the last two minutes to protect the lead in a year that you're supposed to be contending for the Stanley Cup. That's in a process of building yeah. your team up. That, to me, is not that situation anymore. You're trying to win a Stanley Cup this year. And I don't think that Matthew Nyes will ever be this year the guy that you're going to first throw over the boards to protect the lead with two minutes to go. If you look at their left-wing position, and you in particular have highlighted how weak it is, you're not going to be in a situation where you don't need Matthew Nyes to play meaningful minutes. If you go to overtime in the postseason, you can't not play Nyes. He's going to be one of your three best left-wingers. He's going to be on the ice in situations that matter. I don't think shying away from those is the, is the right way to play it. I know he's not playing well right now. But no, to me, he's... it's like there's arguments for getting rid of Keith. Whatever happened this weekend to me is not them. Yeah. See, I, I see it differently. I, I see matchups. I see at times that under 10 last night, uh, Tavares, Nick Robertson, and Yarncroc had – Almost a two-minute shift. I'm like, like, how, how did how does Sheldon allow Nick Robertson to be out there for two minutes? 
I'm like, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, shifts too long by guys, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, it's just. What do you say? So what are you saying here? Like I'm saying that Sheldon needs to grab a hold of this. Like there, there's there's just a lack of discipline that I see stemming from Sheldon right now. I do. I see it on certain uh, matchups. I've seen fourth line guys out there on offensive zone faceoffs that probably could have used your top lines. Um, I, uh, seeing the fourth line out there and, or struggling. Uh, a young player like Nyes, you protect him. You got to put him in a position to succeed. I don't think putting him out there in the last two minutes did that. Mm-hmm. You know, the the biggest thing that I see from a deployment factor that I don't like is the idea of sitting guys down and then the game's late and it's close and you need him again. And that Tavares point is a pretty egregious one. We saw it. We see him do it with Willie, you know, where it's like, oh, I'm not happy with him. You miss a shift, but then you need him again and you go back to it. Like, even the line changes, okay. But what happened now is that you've... Essentially, what you, what Sheldon's done now is he switched out Marner's importance and he's now given it to Willie. And now Marner's yeah. into Nylander's position of probably the third guy now on the depth chart. Because mm-hmm. if you take a look at last night, I think Matthews and Nylander came over... 20 minutes, 21 minutes, and Marner was at 17 and a half. We've never seen that. Yeah. Never. Ever. Never. Particularly when And we're seeing Nylander start. And it's a tight game. Yeah. And it's a tight game, and uh, shorthanded situations, uh, Nylander starting to kill penalties as the first guy again. There seems yeah, to be PK a, one there's, been there's, a, there's a switch going on in the last little while. Yeah. Their special teams have been bad, yeah. right? Got to do something. So... I mean, to me, Mitch is still your best, most uh, accountable 200-foot player mm-hmm. on the team. And right now, I don't know if where Sheldon's going with this, you know, moving forward. So, I, I, don't, I don't understand. So how serious is this conversation about Sheldon with Toronto? Like, are people just upset over a, a few-game no. losing streak here? Or is this something where the organization itself would be unhappy? It's a long relationship now. Yeah, you know, it's he's one of the more tenured guys in the league. Okay, and do we need to go to break? We can. We got five more minutes. Okay, or do you want to go to break? No, now? I'm okay. We can pick up Sheldon. Uh, the conversation on Sheldon uh, after the break, or we can. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm okay. Let's, keep let's it a, going. Oh, we can hit a break. No, okay, yeah. let's hit a break. All right, more on the Leafs, more on Sheldon, Keith, and more on the Leafs heading out west on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We'll be right back. Your daily dose of everything NFL. It's the Fan Checkdown with Matt Marchese and Donovan Bennett. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. The Real Kipper and Bourne show before the break or... We were talking Sheldon Keith, and you know, a lot of people are starting to have that discussion on uh, where is the where the Leafs with Sheldon Keith, and you know, is it a coaching issue here? Is it a roster issue? Would possibly a coaching change make a difference? Big difference? Little not, difference? No difference at all? I'm not sure they're discussions. 
they are being yelled at us from all facets. Yeah. The text line, everybody in my life, it's it's getting hot here, boys. But you know what? It gets hot when people don't know why the team is losing. Well, I know why the team is losing in the last few games. The start has been crap. Well, that's they haven't done nearly as much as in earlier games. But when a team with good players loses a bunch in a row, everyone goes, Coach? There there are some teams, like, I, I'll go back to the L.A. Kings win on the road, and I know what, what the L.A. Kings have lost, like, eight in a row. Yeah. Like, it's, it's ugly there, too. Yeah. And, but I want to give the Leafs credit for, in my opinion, looking like a total team win. I think one of the issues with Keefe over the last few years is that a lot of his wins have strictly come off four guys and their offense mm-hmm. and, and less about a top-to-bottom look. You can agree with that or disagree with that. Well, or argue if that's the way the roster is constructed and he's just using the tools he has. But why is it constructed like that? Like, because of Sheldon? But, no. Well, you've got, you've got 16 other guys on the bench. Like you, mm-hmm. They're at your disposal. But you have seemed to have set it up that if these four guys don't go, you don't win. And Hey, he went, I, he went is, with is Nyes he, and crew with two minutes left last game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in January. But where you been for the last four and a half, five years developing other guys? Like Pontus Holmberg is a wonderful example. And I told you guys I like this guy. Big, strong he can do a lot of things. Sheldon or Brendan or Brad decide he has a crappy training camp and we're going to put him in the minors. And I'm like, okay, he may have had a crappy, but work through it. Mm-hmm. You have something here. That looks bad now. All, you're do, all you did was delay and set him back. And he should have been, been further up in the program of development than, than in the last week. Everybody notices him now. Mm-hmm. I just think that maybe if Sheldon would have sacrificed a little bit less on his dependent of four guys, maybe there might have been another Holmberg that has surfaced quicker. He's now, I don't know if he's, he might be too late to the party, the accountability party for me, Sheldon. Mm-hmm. There's a race between now and the end of the year that Sheldon, like what did, did the light switch go on all of a sudden that we've heard accountability more than we have since the day he was hired years ago? Yeah. I, you know, I kind of think it may be a tree living thing or it may be a thing where he recognizes that the way it's been going hasn't been working and, you know, we need to do something differently, but you know, again, you know, I don't mean to be this, you know, argumentative today, but I don't think the development's been... Who have they had? All these guys in one-year contract comes in. It's Kasha. It's Bunting. It's, you know, all these one-year guys that are in the middle of their careers. I just don't know who... Pierre Engvall, he developed the hell out of him, and that guy went and got seven years somewhere else when they traded him. Rasmus Sandin played here for four years. He's gone. Like, I, they just haven't had anyone. To me, this is a lot of these are GM issues. You know, it's, it's the way this team is built, and that's a worthwhile criticism, too. Or the way it was left by Kyle Dubas. Sure. But we had the same conversations when he was here with Dubas. 
right? Like, it's not like he left it any different than he, yeah, I guess, like, traded said, everything away. I, but I, I sit there and I go, uh, even if they made a coaching change, like, I, I'm not sure, like, I'm not convinced. I, there's stuff that I, I don't like to see out of Sheldon, but I'm not convinced that if they were to fire him tomorrow mm-hmm. and bring in Craig Berube, if if this roster is strong enough to even make a well, significant difference. I think that's an important point. What, in terms of true talent, where is the Leafs roster in the league? Right now, I think they're like 12th in the league in points percentage or whatever. In terms of true talent, are they much better than that? Can you squeeze maybe a couple of extra places up the standings than that? Their decor is, you know, Morgan Riley and... And, like... Jake McCade had a very tough week. Tough week. Weekend. weekend. Yeah. Tough weekend. And again, like last night on the game winning goal, he leaves his feet again. Saturday night, we're watching him slide right by Nate. Mm-hmm. It looked like it looked like a Top Gun movie for me. Remember, not not the new Top Gun, the yeah. old Top Gun. Yeah. Where, Never seen where, any of them. Where, you seen them? Never seen any of them. Oh, yeah. oh, really? No. You're out of That's this conversation. In the early Top Gun, so you got Maverick and Goose saying, okay, you know what? We're going to hit the brakes, and the MiG is going to fly right by us. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what you saw, huh? <laughs> McCabe, yeah. McCabe's the MiG. Yeah. I think that's a fairly accurate assessment of McCabe, actually. That's pretty Agreed. good. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. That works. So, yeah. He's... <laughs> I, I think having Craig Brube out there, which fits the profile of hard-ass guy that's taken an underachieving This is the team. cycle of coaches, right? The hard-ass, yes, uh, different. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like Leaf fans are looking at that being like, well, he's the hard-ass guy that's taken an underachieving yeah. team. After the coach got fired, that was in the basement, up to the top, these prima donnas need some accountability. Like it's the perfect storm right now. There's where, pain coming. Where every losing streak is going to have this, and it's, his name out there does change the pressure because he. But is that's what I mean. But from here on out, like, it's gonna it's getting loud on this Western road trip, boys. It's this is a huge road trip for Keith. It is. I'm telling you, they go into Edmonton and you say what you will about Leaf fans and Edmonton fans. It's a little rivalry here. It's a rivalry, no question. They hate Leaf fans. We don't really think about them a ton, but they, they really do hate Leaf fans. Is Going out there, the Leafs get starched when the Oilers win their 11th straight game or whatever. It's just going to get louder and louder against other Canadian teams. They're in the spotlight. It's a big, big week for Keith. It is. Yeah. I, I, I can't look at it any other way. Would Bruby get out there? I, I don't know if there's enough time to... Enough time, or or is the roster good enough to convince people that if you just make a coaching change, this mm-hmm. team could compete for the Stanley Cup? Like, like I'm, I'm watching this weekend, and you want to give up a first rounder for Chris Tanov? I'm not convinced Chris Tanov would would change this team dramatically. Mm-hmm. You need you may need to give up two first rounders to get two. Top four type defenseman. And yeah, like if you're tree living assessing this team, there's a chance they're playing poorly enough that you go, this year I want to do this. Do I want to burn assets trying to win this year when I'm not sure about the group we have? You, you know, you, you know I mean, they're getting that's into a that dangerous game though. Yeah. 
because you have guys prime that are peak stars prime and, and and god that was an eye-opening game against colorado watch those top guys there jesus feel like like he keep us right different sport you different know league one thing I, I, that should be impactful on their decision making is look around the league and who's the best team in the nhl we don't have a consensus one that we can all name right now. I think our show likes Florida quite a bit, but like Boston's there. Yeah. The Rangers are there. I know Vegas is struggling. The Canucks and Jets are on great runs, but my point is there's a dozen teams and the Leafs might be one of them that have a chance if things go right at the right time. Joe Wool's healthy and their stars catch fire. Is is there a world where they I, I, do the I, reverse where they have to play themselves yeah. into the playoffs and get hot at the right time? Like there's other things you can convince yeah. yourself. Here. But, but, they just, they, I, I think if they follow the same blueprint of just waiting for four guys to bail them out, mm. it, it can't work. So there, then what there is do they no do? World. There's, what's the suggestion yeah. to, you know, to change that? Yeah. Well, they're Play going Max, all in on it. They just gave Willie Nylander $92 million. <sighs> do, you, do you make a change just for the sake of making a change? I mean... I don't know if it can be saved. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, this is, we're sitting here right now. They, they just, I understand. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of work to be done. Moving forward But they here. had just, you know, had a good run of games. They won four Where? games in a row. San Jose. Yeah. Come on. They They, handled they their played their best teams- game in three years against the Los Angeles Kings. Who yeah. now can't win a game. So maybe it looks a little differently and now, they, you but know, still. But they had runs against, in that Colorado game where you're like, all right. Like, you know, Florida blows a lead to Anaheim and loses today. You know, Vancouver loses to Columbus. I'm just saying, like, you know, they're not the only good team to lose games. And so trying to tease out. They are better than this weekend. exactly. I get it. Trying to tease out the big picture of where are they. Yeah, they're better than this. They're one point ahead of the Red Wings. Yeah, I'm sure they got a couple games in hand there. I don't. likely. Yeah. But, yeah, it's. Okay, listen, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention. Samsonov, that yeah. seemed to be the story of, of the whole weekend and when he was going to start and if he'd get Detroit, he was he was good. Unfortunately, he wasn't better than Reimer. But, Jeez. hey, listen. Did, Reimer was good. Reimer was good. He was good. He was one, one save better. Yeah. I mean, the Leafs didn't create but, crap, though. A positive sign for you? I mean, does it buy you time? Sheldon absolutely loved him. Do we have his comments on Dude, Samsonov yeah, clip let's five? Play yeah. Let's play. Rattled his ass off. Um, it's the best I, I thought he's looked all season, just in terms of how he was tracking the puck and some of the saves looked like the Sammy that uh, you know that we've come that we came to know last season. Uh, so I think this is a, a positive step for him. And obviously, disappointing result. Okay, you can't say that. And not start him tomorrow night against Edmonton. What are you talking about? No, I'm serious. You're out of your tree. You would start him against the Oilers. We do not agree. Listen, <laughs> I thought it was nuts that they started him last night. Same. Okay? I wouldn't put it past them at all to start him tomorrow night. They're he good. just told you that's the best he's looked all year. Yeah, because he's got to juice up the most fragile guy in the organization. I didn't love any of the goals. No, Larkin's goal, he's flat on the goal line on a, yeah. a shot from an angle. Like, go ahead and turn. He goes full Johnny Bauer on the breakaway. Just play goal. 
<laughs> you know, like I'm not. He, he he let in three on twenty three. He didn't let in three in fifty three. Yeah. I'm not even going to begin to guess because every time I guess, I'm wrong. I'm not even close to convinced about anything. On Start that. Jack Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Loan him to the Leafs. Uh, Loan him and start him. We got to read here, boys. Hold on. Uh, from February 1st to 3rd, the All-Stars are in Toronto for NHL All-Star Weekend and we'll be giving away tickets to the different events in the episodes today until January 26th. Today we have uh, tickets to the NHL All-Star Thursday, which includes a PWHL three-on-three showcase. The NHL All-Star Player Draft plus a tribute to the 1967 Leafs. To enter for a chance to win, text today's code word, 1967 to 595. Uh-huh. Like, who wrote <laughs> Is this a joke? Is this a parody? <laughs> really? What are, what are they doing to me? <laughs> really, Dude, 1967? Yeah. Text in today's code word, 1967 to 59590. Yay. Uh, Whoever wrote what? This? No way. <laughs> Whoever wrote this wants changes now. <laughs> now. This is so cryptic. <laughs> so cryptic. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Buffalo Bills up early. Seven zip. All right. Well, listen, that was one fast hour on the I Toronto Maple Leafs. need another one. And I can tell you with 100% certainty, we've solved nothing on Zero. this show. Zero. But that doesn't mean we're going to continue, not continue here, because we go national next hour. Gary Galley, terrific analyst for Sportsnet, will join us next as we continue The Real Kipper and Bourne Show.